We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. It's that time of night, you can't stay up tight. So come and join the people and I'm feeling all right here on Overnight America. Overnight America. Yes, Overnight America is live for another hour. Then afterwards, we got a couple of hours of replay, which are actually posted in the podcast. If you can't wait, you can get it right there. But let me open things up for you. If it's been a while, if you want to call in, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Lots of great discussions we've had so far. Philadelphia is... uh, Going through their moments, and you've heard in the news, just more and more violence and destruction. There was a few nights in a row there, and it's just so terrible to think that at any given moment, something will happen where uh, instantly the expectation is that there will be destruction. Philadelphia having their moment involving a police officer and a suspect, and what happens? They go to the streets, not to peacefully protest, but instead you find them massively destroying buildings, looting, uh, stealing, lighting cars on fire, trying to damage other property, and of course fighting with and trying to hurt police officers. There's a couple of different reactions to it. How do you think President Trump and how do you think Joe Biden reacted to the rioting in Philadelphia? How about we start with President Trump. What I'm witnessing is terrible, and frankly, that the uh, the mayor or whoever it is that's allowing people to uh, riot and loot and not stop them is also just a horrible thing. Uh, I saw the event. Everybody did. It was on television. It was a terrible event. Uh, I guess that's being looked at very strongly. We have federal the federal government is looking at it also, but the rioting in Philadelphia have to stop it. They have to stop it. It's a uh, it's a local thing, as you know. We're not we we don't send unless we're asked. If they ask, if they ask for help, we'll be there very quickly. But they should bring in their national guard if the police need help, and they should do something. You can't let that go on. Again, a Democrat-run state, a Democrat-run city, Philadelphia. 
We don't have that. We don't have it. The Republicans don't have it. And you'll have more and more of that. And you're going to have it and you're going to have it strongly. You got You can't let that happen. You think it's a coincidence that this type of procedure goes on in predominantly Democrat ran cities? Do you think that it is all oh, just wow? Why does it always happen to the Democrat cities? Do you think that maybe policies like this are the reason for it? Let me read to you from a reporter in Philadelphia. His name is Steve Keeley, and he broke this news yesterday and last night, I should say. Would have been early this morning, maybe. Mm. No, yeah, early this morning, 7.30 a.m. he reported this. He said, obtained by Fox 29 News, directive from Philly police executive team. Extremely frustrated officers, both patrol and commanders, told me overnight they were, quote, ordered to not arrest looters, just disperse them, end quote. Car Dash 2 is Deputy Police Commissioner Melvin Singleton. And here's the order that came in from that. It said, by the order of Car Dash 2, Philadelphia police will respond to priority calls only. This means no calls for disturbance, missing persons, stolen vehicle, burglary or theft will be answered and he said yesterday when police announced the number of arrests in the monday tuesday looting charges were for burglary and in one detective philly police points out no calls for burglary will be responded to by the department and officers think that leaves no deterrent to stop looting well big surprise it didn't this whole stand away and allow the destruction to happen we saw it in baltimore if you remember going back when the mayor who I think is in prison right now, um, the mayor who said, we need to just let the looters get it out of their system, so let them burn a building if they want to, is the type of thing that should, that the people are tired of that. I know if you're living in Philadelphia right now, and I know we have some listeners, I think it's Ed that calls in sometimes. He may be listening right now. Yeah, Eddie. He calls in, and he's from Philadelphia, and he's a great caller. I always like it when he calls in. This is, has to kill him on the inside to see this happening to his city that he loves, just like it would happen here in St. Louis. It kills the people here in St. Louis, the ones that actually care about the city, the ones that actually care to see this place thrive and become better, the, the ones that have to sit back and watch as we see murderers cycled back onto the streets, as we see the homicide rate continue to tick up, as we see moments of destruction and we find out that police officers are targeted and the ones that are actually out there peacefully protesting during the day, for example, to, to, for them to look at this, too, and say they're clumped in and now part of this, it's got to be frustrating for them as well. And we got to call it for what it is. Because not everything's peaceful. In fact, some things that we look at, like here in St. Louis, for example, remember they say, oh, it was a relatively peaceful night or it was a mostly peaceful night. And this is the night where protesters were taken over the interstate, I think 64, and we had them directing traffic off of 64. They tried to loot a FedEx truck. The guy pulls a gun on the driver. The driver, out of the fear of his life, flees while people were trying to actively steal packages in the back of his truck, one gets lodged under a tire and dies. And that was called peaceful. And we, this is, we got to call it for what it is. This is dangerous. This is destructive. This is anti-productive. And these looters and thugs that go out and want to just start lighting things on fire all the time, stop it. We got to call it out. If your idea is, I'm going to go out at night, I'm going to smash a window and steal things because I know nothing's going to happen, 
You're terrible. You're a terrible human being. Cut it out. And we got to stop facilitating this. President Trump's rights. Call in the National Guard. Get some help for those police officers that are made targets. And don't allow them to get shot at or thrown accelerants at or whatever. Don't allow these things to happen. Let me uh, play. Let's see. How did Vice President Biden, how did he react to the looting in Philadelphia? Protest is totally legitimate. It's totally reasonable. But I think that the looting is just as as the victim's father said, do not do this. It's not what my son, you're not helping. Hmm. Came out real strong there, didn't he? Ugh. 314-436-7900 314-436-7900 if you want to call in. Um, it's Overnight America KMOX. Get home fast and informed. Total Information PM starts weekdays at 4 on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX and KMOX.com. Overnight America continues. I wanted to uh, take some of your calls here at 314-436-7900. And Larry is waiting. Welcome to Overnight America. Thank you for getting Paul Barry on. There were some things that were said in that conversation that I don't think the public would have been privy to. Do you agree with that? No, he's good. He is definitely someone that is at all the different events and pays attention. So he's very community oriented. That's why he knows those things. So one thing that he talked about was the impetus of the uh, mayor and the city mayor and the mayor of Jennings cooperating on the police. I, I hated to hear that Jennings at one point had the, the Jennings police department. The mayor came in, she got rid of them. They put the County police department in there. That didn't work. Then they went to some kind of a co-op situation and now they're going to have the, the city police patrol Jennings. You know, when you were going over all of the, uh, the violent things, you know, it was the, it was the city of St. Louis when they burned that Seven Eleven down and they attacked that store on Olive started to go in there. The police were told to stand down by the mayor, weren't they? That is a question that I don't think was ever answered per se, because oh. what we found was that they were totally outmanned and they should have called in the national guard ahead of this knowing that what was going to happen was going to turn violent. That's the thing. It was so dangerous because those rioters were even shooting and throwing things at police officers, or excuse right. me, firemen, firemen and ambulances and things. They couldn't even get to some of these areas safely. It was ridiculous. Four, so, four, policemen, four policemen were wounded that night, and, uh, and the old uh, police captain, the old police captain from Moline Acres was killed. Um, so... You know, and then there's another another interesting. Well, I wanted to ask you this. So, what's your opinion on Amendment Three? I'm I'm confused. This wording on this thing. I got my sample ballot in the mail. I've reread this and reread it. It almost looks like I should vote yes, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that's the thing. I I, I don't. It, maybe this is bad for me to say. I don't have a super strong opinion on Amendment right. Three. I've I've seen a lot of the different scare tactic websites pop up every time you try to message or google it and like the videos or whatever um i don't think what do you get out of it what do you what do you get out of the wording 
I think it's just a different way to try to handle redistricting as opposed to what they originally yeah. voted in a couple of years back. So, yeah, I guess I'm I'm not strong on Amendment 3 in the sense that I'm going to go out there and, you know, I'm a Yankee doodle dandy and I'm going to go sing the praises of Amendment 3. I, I just not right. that strong on it, but I'm not enough to it's not enough for me to tell people not to do it either. I just maybe as a talk show host, I should have a strong stance on it. I just Amendment 3 doesn't resonate with me or I just don't. It doesn't really hit me. And then lastly, you know, this thing with the Biden family uh Beijing Joe there there's there's all kind of there's all kind of dirty money going on here but all the major networks are refusing they are refusing to do their duty to mm-hmm. let the people know actually what transpired but yeah. they had one guy Tucker Carlson like you said last night his mm-hmm. ratings are like 5 something million and yeah. he he ex- he exposed it, but none of these other networks at election time are going to expose anything. It's really, yeah. it's really sad. They're, the the media in this country is like the fourth branch of the government for the Democratic Party. It's it's pathetic. All right, I hear you. Um, I'm glad that you called in, and it's always good to hear your voice. And not John Goodman, but it's close enough. Thank you very much for calling in, Dover Night America, Larry. Uh, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. I want to double check with this real quick. Is that Ed from Philly on the line? Love to go to him. Let's let's go to him if that's the case. Oh, it's not. Different Ed. Well, let's go to Ed either way. Welcome to Overnight America. Thank you. I think none of us, uh, even four years ago, anticipated the explosion of the communication business uh, especially social media. I mean, it's it's moving so fast, and there is so much information flow that both parties could make their points in half the time, and they could cut these campaigns, uh, you know, absolutely in half. I think in Great Britain they have campaigns that are weeks and not months and years. Um, so, it, I mean, how much redundancy, how many times can we hear the same the same thing on what as in to well, on, on what all topic? issues I mean yeah if you have if you have a a spot or a commercial and then the oh, same yeah. topic is you know run over and over and over and then the candidates ensure uh, there are other issues arise but the campaign is too long it's just too long oh I uh, get it years ago yeah years ago they didn't they didn't have the technology and they didn't seem to get quite as mean. <laughs> with, I agree. With you know, you know who has the nastiest ads are the Lincoln Project. I couldn't believe their ads that were streaming online. It was unbelievable to me. Uh, Ed, thank you very no, much you. for your call. And yet we do see the same stuff over and over again. If I got to see another one of those, Ann Wagner flies on a private jet commercial. Give me a break with any of this junk. And then the other thing is um, over the weekend we had the in-laws in, and they were watching HGTV or something, it was streaming it online, and these Lincoln Project ads were on it. Donald Trump killed 220,000 people. Don't let that murderer win. Vote for Joe Biden. And that's the type of ads they're running. I'm thinking, you got to be crazy if you look at that and believe it. Uh, let's go to Patrick, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Good Hi, afternoon. Patrick, are you there? Yes, yes, sir. Go ahead. 
I was just I wanted to iterate on the model for all the things that have been going on with the looting and stuff that started in Ferguson, Missouri, and the media coverage of that. You know, has blown this out of proportion. Where now all these people want to be on TV, they want to cause problems, and it just stems from that. And also, Governor Nixon, who was supposed to take care of that and promised all those people that were uh, business owners that he was going to have, you know, wasn't going to happen again, and it happened twice as bad the second time. Mm. And once again, the media, the coverage got to cover the news, but man, it just fuels the fire, in my opinion. And your last two callers were point on, and you know, it's just, I don't know what's going to, what do we have to do to make some changes with that, but it's ridiculous what they do to the business owners and the people that work their whole lives to try to build a business and have a family, and they just I don't know what we're going to do. I'm just, I'm in awe. I'm born and raised in St. Louis, and it's just it just needs me alive. Yep. Well, thank you for calling in. Good to hear from you. Let me tell you the difference, I guess, between a Republican governor versus a Democrat governor. And look at what happened after the Stockley verdict, for example, and some of the things they learned from Ferguson. So you had, I, I think it was still Governor Greitens at the time, had the National Guard ready to go. And what do you hear President Trump saying about places like Philadelphia? Call, let us call in. Call in your state National Guard let us call in. Just give us the call. We'll help. But you got to call us first. Well, in the sense that they were trying to prepare for the worst, they were there for it. And this is the opposite of what's happening, which is they're purposely sitting and staying away and allowing this to happen as if this is the best course of action. What you're doing is you're allowing your own city to be burned down and you're allowing people to get hurt. Look, how many people got shot the last couple of days in Philadelphia? How many police officers have been wounded because of what happened in Philadelphia? This is uh, important to point out. Businesses getting looted, the victims are the owners of those businesses and the communities that rely on those businesses. If it wasn't already hard enough when it comes to the pandemic, then they got to look at the way their city handles things. And every time there's a problem, their city's going to allow them to get their windows smashed and everything stolen. And how in the world can you even do business if that's going to be the expectation that it's going to happen again? So, yeah, Philly's doing it wrong. they they got to turn this around. Let's go to Ray, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, how you doing? Can you hear Good. me? I can. Okay. All right. I, I want to uh, clarify some of the things on Amendment 3. Mm-hmm. Typically on these amendments, we vote no, because we vote yes. It, it ends up more government. We don't want it to cost us money. But Amendment 3 is nothing but the cleanup of the so-called clean Missouri thing that got shoved down our throat under the auspices of cleaning up... Um, yeah, the clean water, the clean act, or whatever that thing was called. Yeah, 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 it was. A lot of it's funny all that, okay? But, but, but that was the disguisement. Basically, what clean Missouri is, or clean Missouri... Yeah, clean Missouri. Yes. Basically, what, what, what Amendment 3 is, is it, is it says, we are only cleaning up the redistricting part, which says... Right now, all of our districts are confined to population, 
and basically around who we are. Now, the thing is, Clean Missouri wants to turn all of our districts into 50-50 Republicans, 50-50 Democrats, and they also want to use rights as part of that. Well, in rural Missouri, it is very hard to shift our districts to encompass them to be 50-50 Republicans, 50-50 Democrats. So what this means is they're going to transfer all these districts into, instead of the squares or rectangles that we have around the state, into long rectangular, basically spokes going into St. Louis, Kansas City, to make them 50-50 Republican Democrats. Mm -hmm. And what that's going to do is, one, that's going to eliminate the voice of people in rural Missouri. And two, what that's going to do is also make it to the fact that the people in inner city St. Louis, inner city Kansas City, have all the voice and everything. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, all of these things make sense. And when you look at the the wording of Amendment 3, uh, I don't have any problem voting yes for it. I mean, the the way that it is written is not a not a big issue. I'm just saying that there was a lot of opposition online and videos and all these people going crazy over something like that. I absolutely 100% understand the exact issues that we're going through. And remember when the reverse was the problem and everyone was up up in arms, the reverse being that when we were talking about the merger, they said, how in the world can the rest of the state dictate the... Uh, the will of our local metropolitan area. So if anything, we should be at least in control of our own fate. Well, look what happened just a few years ago and the way that they did it. The will of St. Louis is going to be determining the fate of all of rural Missouri is the wrong thing. So if you want to look at it as a reversal of that sense, redistricting based on that, you're right. I I would 100% agree with what you said there. I think that the way that they could fix it through Amendment 3 would be just fine. But like I said, too, I'm not I'm not going to go up there and I'm not going to wave the flag. I just don't feel that I just don't feel that gun ho about it where I feel much more comfortable talking about certain candidates and things. Well, I want to take some more of your calls coming up at 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 
News Radio 1120, KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. We'll take some more of your calls here on Overnight America. Thanks for spending time with us tonight. Let's go to Peter. Welcome to Overnight America. How are you? Hello. Hi. Go ahead. What's your thoughts? Well, the attorney that represents Michael Flynn was interviewed by Lou Dobbs, and she listed about 17 different points, whereas Joe Biden has broken the law and should be arrested. And the FBI has all the information, and they refuse to do anything. Hmm. This is uh, Flynn's lawyer. How would Flynn's lawyer have insight into that? Did he mention how he knew these things? Well, it's a, it's a woman, and she was formerly a federal prosecutor. Mm. So I think she's got pretty good insight as to what is so, and what is not. Ah, so she's gathering information that's been made available. So they wouldn't have anything specific to the Flynn case that crosses over to the Biden case. Right. It was just what has been presented by the media about what Joe has been doing. Mm -hmm. They really went out of their way to try to pin Flynn, and it was really shady, the techniques and the ways that they did that. Now fast forward and look at how we use resources when it comes to the FBI, and why would they ignore this against Joe Biden's son, Hunter? That's a a great question I think needs to be answered. Uh, Peter, thank you for the tip on that. I'll have to see if I can find that interview. I'd, I'd like to watch that. Let's go to Bob, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello. Hi. Um, I wanted to say that this part about Biden, that they just don't don't want to look at anything that he's doing and just let him get in. And uh, I live in North St. Louis in a black neighborhood. And it looks like that what they want to do is let get Biden in and then get him out and get Kamala Harris there and have her in the, in the white house with nuclear weapons on the, on the, on the table next to her ashtray, you know? Mm. And, uh, you know, it's not good to, that people need to open their eyes and see what they're getting into. All these things that they've said about Biden, they need to look seriously at it because after they prosecute him, Kamala Harris is in there, and then we really got trouble. <laughs> I think that's the game plan all along, isn't it? I think that's what most people want to see, or at least hope to see. They want to open the piggy bank and get billions and trillions of dollars out and give it to everybody and and be Santa Claus, you know. But mm. and uh, that's what they're trying to to hold it up for waiting for Biden to get in there to break open the bank and, and give everybody money and and charge all these people that are given the jobs, all these big businesses and the fracking and stuff like that. They're going to raise gasoline through the ceiling, you know, mm. people. Well, with their plans. And yeah, you're, you're right. Energy independence of what we have right now has been a awesome thing to have. I'd hate to give that back up. 
in the way that they're trying to move. Uh, Bob, thank you very much for your call, and good to hear from you. He mentioned the ashtray next to the button. Does Kamala Harris smoke? I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't know where the ashtray reference was, but it made me want to Google it now. I want to find out. (laughs) Let's go to Kevin. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello. Good evening, Ryan. Long time no for a while. Oh, that's right. Yes. How have you been? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. And uh, hopefully uh, good old Bree from Texas is doing very fine herself. <laughs> you know, I, I hope she's, I think up, about I hope her she's all listening. The time. Yeah, oh, you me do? Too. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people like her, you know, we, you know, she's up in age and stuff. And I appreciate, you know, her as a listener and for her two cents whenever she chimes in. So it's, He's just a one-of-a-kind person that we all like to hear once in a while if we can. Uh, that's very but nice anyway, for you to say um, that I have for, uh, for Bree. So go ahead. What were you going to call in about? Yeah, well, I have uh, two subjects to talk about here. And um, the first subject is uh, about um, Alex Garza here in St. Louis and uh, about the coronavirus issue around here. Um, with cases on the rise here, I've noticed lately, and if we run out of our large major hospitals of out of space and rooms are they going to have to think about using like some of the smaller towns or side like the different areas to accommodate these people if we have to you know go that route and uh second subject is about nicole galloway mm-hmm. um i heard an interview of her uh, uh early this evening on another station here in st louis earlier tonight and I'm not in favor of any party, but uh, I just like, you know, what she's trying to do in a way, but I don't think it's might not work. But also I want to get your opinion on this um, as with any candidate or anything when you run. Is it kind of illegal or wrong when you're taking money from an organization or to raise yourself to campaign yourself? Is that, is that really wrong? And is that you can't do that or? Or what? Uh, campaign contributions coming from an individual organization? Yes, because um, I heard in a commercial ad that she might have, you know, took money from organization as to campaign funding herself better. Oh, Is that well, true? Camp- well, normally you find these super PACs that get together and they do Are they just trying to mislead attention? Well, what they normally do is that they you get these packs together, and they're supposed to be independent, as in they shouldn't be actually directed, because that's kind of a way that they get around these campaign contributions. Uh-huh. But if there is going to be like direct funds coming from one organization to another, it has to be logged, as in there has to be a disclosure of who gave the money and how much. There has to be there's certain regulations on how much money you can give. Um, you know, there's there's all kinds of different regulations. I don't know the ad you're talking about. So right. I really don't uh, know what they brought up in that. Right. Well, they play on TV every now and then. I know they're kind of confusing to throw people off, but I, you know, just hear it pop every now and then. And also, yeah. anyway, I want to throw this out to you as I know Halloween's around the corner, and I want to wish you and a safe, happy Halloween. And if you get to do any trick-or-treating, you know, good luck. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Good to hear from you. Yeah, trick-or-treating is on the table. I think I was going to take my son out on Saturday but we haven't really fully decided yes or no yet. It's just, you know, it's a fun thing for him to get candy or whatever and be outside and walk around. I think the last couple of years it's been on a weekday, so I've been pushed up against time to try to do it during the show and get into work or whatever, but it makes it pretty easy in the sense it's on a Saturday. I just don't know who's going to be coming up and coming to our house. 
In the past, we've always just left out the bucket and said, here, take a few, take two, take three or whatever. And apparently we live with a bunch of honest people because we haven't had the bucket empty by the time we came back. So we'll see how that works out. But the other thing you mentioned was hitting capacity at the hospitals. Luckily, we haven't got to the point where we've been over capacity when it comes to COVID. I think what you found at the very start of fighting COVID was that there was a fear that we would overload the hospital. So they started looking at auxiliary places that could be used. I remember Governor Parson mentioned that one of the auxiliary sites could have been the Dome. Yeah, they, but we never really got to that point. What I think you're seeing now later in the stage is that our medical advancements and our understanding of COVID has really helped when it came to the treatment. So you're finding that more and more people are surviving this, which is a great thing, and they're actually finding ways to effectively treat it based on the circumstances of the person. And they're trying to understand how the certain ailments that the person already has, underlining issues, and how that reacts to and counters, or in some cases um, becomes very dangerous for a person, um, how that works out. But what I think, and I'm not bringing this up from any expertise by any means, but I think what you find is that since we have a better chance of treating this thing, when someone does go in, that they may be staying longer or they may be getting more treatment, which makes it a little bit harder to cycle people in and out of the hospital. And because of that, you might find it harder to stay below capacity. But we have got pretty lucky. It's just as of late, we've flared up. Capacity has continued to rise in the metropolitan area. Uh, I don't know what the overflow looks like, what the procedure is. Dr. Garza may have addressed that. I just haven't heard him bring that up, but that's a good question. I don't think we're at the point where we have to concern ourselves and to think that's going to happen. But then again, uh, we have seen some rising cases. I think a lot of times, uh, even though we've been testing and testing and testing and testing, we're still seeing a lot of people that are asymptomatic or been able to just stay at their home and not have to use the hospital as a state in order to fight off COVID. But, um, I mean, we are talking about it again. This is Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Welcome back to Overnight America. I actually had an interview I recorded with Ryan Wiggins, who's a co-host on the Annie Fry Show, which we didn't have time to get to. I preferred to take your phone calls and hear from you, and so we may have to save that for another day, which is fine. I, I think you'll understand. I, I have a feeling he will not be crying himself to sleep if that's the case. I got a text message that said, Hi, Ryan. I think the nuclear button next to the ashtray was referring to Kamala Harris admitting smoking pot i read that she occasionally smokes when she has cocktails yes i googled it wow it's that's something i thought it was like uh didn't president obama admit to smoking sometimes too and people were like whoa he smokes but no this is uh so it's a pot reference huh i guess i should have figured that out i know that as a prosecutor she was laughing off sending people to jail for something she does isn't that something else they really gave her uh, a pass on that one. It was what Tulsi Gabbard during some of the debates was the only one to bring that sort of thing up and good for her to bring up that concern too. Uh, we got a couple of minutes here and I thought, how about we just try to cover some of the things that I didn't get a chance to cover from earlier. And one of those things was the interview on Tucker Carlson last night. I'm going to cover that just briefly in the replay hour, which will be coming up after midnight. 
You know, today there was a couple of different hearings over in the Senate, and they were talking to the big tech companies, and a couple of moments that really stand out is when you heard Ted Cruz talking to Twitter founder Jack Dorsey, who of course has all the connections here to St. Louis. Um, This was one of the moments that everyone's talking about. It was that, and it was his beard. Now, if you haven't seen an actual photo of him, they were remotely zoomed in, as in Zoom being the video teleconferencing app or whatever they were using. And people were really just taken back by the long beard that Jack Dorsey had. I was under the impression he's had a long beard for a while. Maybe people are just catching up to it. So I posted a comparison of his beard to my beard, which it's, you know, I only have been growing this about a week. Not that I'm trying to grow a beard or not that I'm allowed to grow a beard. Of course, my wife would never let me do that, nor do I think I would want the upkeep. But nonetheless, I wonder how long it would take for me to grow that out. And some people say it could take a year. So how long has he been working on this thing? I don't know. So Ted Cruz brings this up. A lot of concerns about the New York Post as a news agency still being banned from posting on Twitter because of the uh, article they posted on the Hunter Biden laptop, which day by day passes. It's more and more legitimate. Um, Ted Cruz really laid into Jack Dorsey. Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you? and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? And why do you persist in behaving as a Democratic super PAC, silencing views to the contrary of your political beliefs? Well, we're we're not doing that. Uh, And this is why I opened um, this hearing with calls for more transparency. We realize we need to earn trust more. We realize that more accountability is needed to show our intentions and to show the outcomes. Thank you, um, Senator. So I, I hear the concerns and acknowledge them, but we want to we fix it with more transparency. Mm. Corey Gardner is a senator out of Colorado, and he had a moment there, too, about what's going down on Twitter as a platform. You can tell Senator Cruz is pretty worked up. It's strange to me that you've flagged the tweets from the president but haven't hidden the Ayatollah's tweets on Holocaust denial or calls to wipe Israel off the map. Does Twitter maintain a formal list of certain accounts that you actively monitor for misinformation? No, and we don't have a policy against misinformation. We have a policy against misinformation in three categories, which are manipulated media, uh, public health, specifically COVID, and civic integrity election election interference and voter suppression. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, maybe they fall into it. What if Facebook, what if Google, what if Twitter falls into their own third category of Twitter, which is, let me replay it so you can hear the exact one. Election, election interference and voter suppression. Election interference. What if it is election interference? You know, Ben Shapiro brought this up a while ago, and it's an awesome point, and I don't remember where it was. It was at some debate he was at. And he was talking to, I think, the Young Turks. It was a debate with the the head of the Young Turks, which is a, there's far left and then there's like Young Turks. That's even farther left there. The point being, what do you think a Bernie Sanders would rather have? Would you rather have a, you know, let's say you donated $5,000 to Bernie Sanders, or would Bernie Sanders rather have your network speaking and singing praises of him for, an entire year leading up to the election. And of course, the contribution being that you're giving him all of this publicity is very powerful, right? So that is something that is of value. So now the question is, do these social media networks add value to certain campaigns when they heavily favor them and then 
punish or discourage other political parties. I think those are very valid ways of looking at it, because if it's an intentional act, then they very well could be looked at as using it as a campaign contribution. And I don't think that's much of a stretch to say it that way. All right, so we're going to have the replay hours coming up. I don't think you're going to want to miss it. And tomorrow night, one more uh, mention, we have a very special airing of the Jim White Halloween Spooktacular It's going to be great. It's from 1981. We're doing that for three hours tomorrow night. It'll be a great way to get away from all of this politics for a while. Sleep well. Enjoy the replay. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Beats with the lonely rain. Wishing I could see your face again. Change the dial on the radio. Find something playing kind of bluesy and slow. If things were on. has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 